Good morning, everyone. This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to the next episode. What's going on? Happy Wednesday. Week is going pretty fast. We're already at, uh, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to lecture you. We're just at the beginning of October, but I'm saying the year is almost up. So if you had goals, you better just get after it. I mean, I recognize my standard of excellence is super high. I recognize that my level of productivity is super high, but you know, come on, you gotta, you gotta do stuff in order to make your dreams come true. You can't just sit around and wish and hope and visualize and not do any work. That's just not how it happens. You just, it doesn't work that way. And I remember, so I felt like I was pretty hardcore. I came in pretty hot on Monday, uh, but I'm serious. You know, I I hear a lot of people making excuses in my life through my workday. You know, everybody I talk to at work who isn't um, uh, all of the uh, secretaries, they still call them secretaries there. You know, almost all of them had dreams to do something else or hope to do something else. This is not their dream job. And I'm like, so hmm, how long are you going to wait to do your dream job? You know, how long are you going to wait till you find a job that gives you the salary you want? You know what I mean? You don't get like this inordinate amount of time. You know, there is a finite amount of time that you get to accomplish the things you want to accomplish. You know, and I think we get it wrong that, you know, if you don't have it all figured out and locked up by 40, uh, you know, it's over for you. I think it's even less age than that. I think people are expecting people in their 30s to just be like, all put together but it that's a myth no one's got it all together probably ever but you certainly won't have it together in your 20s and you know as people get older and get more sheltered and protected by their parents you know I would say even into your 30s you can be uh still kind of figuring things out depending on your situation so you know that's a myth you don't got to have it all figured out, but you have to make moves. Yeah, you just do. You have to you have to decide what works for you and to just do it. Um, and that's my speech on that today. I don't want to beat a dead horse. The horse is dead. But I am serious. If you want to be great, you have to be consistent. You have to be focused and you have to be willing to work when other people aren't working. And be smart about it. I mean, be strategic. I'm not saying work yourself into an early grave. But when you are working, make it count. Make it productive. Be getting compensated what you should be getting compensated to do that. Um, And if it's not compensating you adequately, when your expenses are, um, you know, more than what you're bringing in, I would say that's not an adequate compensation. And, you know... Maybe you can't buy them new Jordans. Maybe you can't uh, <laughs> sit up and play uh, PlayStation all night if you got a family. I mean, come on. Also, too, uh, how many how many regrets do you have? I'm not a person that deals a lot in regret, but I would imagine that, you know, I have a couple. It's not like I'm... But I really don't deal a lot in that area. Like, I don't just dwell on things with regret or guilt or shame or any of that. Um, And it's really saved my life, I think. I used to do it more. 
I never was a huge guilty person, like guilt, guilt, guilt. But uh, once I really diminished that, it it freed up a lot of energy to to use it in other more productive ways for me. And I think that's probably true for you too. But how many regrets do you just straight up have? And how have you resolved them? Uh, in the past, I used to get more call-ins. I don't, uh, I, most of my listeners don't come in through Anchor anymore. So I'm not expecting anybody to call me, but a few of my regular listeners are actually friends and family and they text me answers. <laughs> and, uh, you know, be feel free to ask questions to other people. Like, I seriously wonder how many times somebody just did something because uh, they felt forced into it and now they regret it. You know, and this could be anything from getting married to going to grad school. Uh, I know somebody who went to grad school because whoever they were dating was like, you should get a graduate degree. And then they broke up, but he still got the debt uh, and didn't get the degree. Um, yeah, I just I, I mean, I wonder how many people just walk around with a ton of regret. I mean, it siphons off your energy and it's not a good place to live from. You can't really live off of regret or shame or any of the negative emotions are are not sustainable. But I'm just curious how many people recognize that they have regrets and and actively feed them, you know, which brings me to my last point of the day. Um, is it my last point? I think I had another point. Oh, uh, before I forget again, Sphere was on this weekend. It's a novel by Michael Crichton. The movie came out about mm, 20 years ago now, I think. And it had uh, Dustin Hoffman and Sharon Stone and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Not great. Queen Latifah, I think that was one of her first acting roles in a major film. Uh, Not a great film, per se. Uh, it just, I think it had a hard time. Um, they tried to keep a level of intrigue to make you think it was like this horror film kind of, or like a scary film. And it, it really didn't, for me, embrace the magical elements of it. Because by the time you get to the end, uh, I don't want to spoil yeah, spoiler alert for a 20-year-old movie. But by the time you get to the end, you realize it's it's deeper than that. It's actually really deep, and it makes me want to read the book. Uh, Michael Crichton died very young, I think. Uh, I'm not sure how old he was, so I shouldn't say that. But he died quite some time ago. Uh, but for a while, I mean, his, his books were the go-to uh, movies. And I think he... Um, played a big hand in creating ER uh, because he was also he was a lawyer and a doctor and didn't practice either one and decided to become a writer and he wrote some pretty prolific stuff and one of them is Sphere and like I said it's not that great of a movie but I was watching it and I was like this is so deep because it's a it's about quantum physics and a lot of stuff I'm into right now Um, and basically and quantum physics is like the crux of the secret, but the secret is like light. That's like not even one on one. That's basic. Uh, the stuff I read is pretty, pretty more, um, a lot more detailed and hardcore than that. But um, sphere basically uh, 
states at the end. You got to get all the way to the end. So for me, I would say just watch the last half hour. You'll pretty much pick it up because the earlier parts, it's just, like I said, it's trying to be something that really isn't. And so at the end, you realize that these people had uh, finally figured out that they had had an ability to create whatever they wanted. That was the crux of the film, like the sphere that's in the bottom of the ocean terrified them. And they didn't understand why everybody who came in contact with the sphere died. Uh, Well, not everyone, because people in the film survived to tell us this crucial plot point. And basically, uh, the plot, the, the, it boils down to uh, the, the key point is the sphere gives you everything you want or desire or think about, but everyone died around it because they manifested their fears because they're uh, too primitive and too fearful to to manifest the things they desire. So by the time you reach the end of the film, they're like, you know, we just are so basic. We didn't even realize we could have uh, wanted peace on Earth or the end of nuclear war or we could have created anything. And instead, we just manifested our fears, which killed us. Which is deep, because I think that's a lot of what the human existence is. I think we have ignored the magical elements of being a human on planet Earth and the mystical stuff that comes along with that. And instead of manifesting on a daily basis things that we really want, we are still angry and focused on things that piss us off or terrify us. You know, that person who just is terrified of cancer suddenly gets cancer after 20 years of thinking every day they have cancer, you know. So in a way, to me, I think the sphere, uh, while I don't believe there's some giant sphere in the ocean that grants our wishes, I do believe the energy of the of the universe is designed so that we manifest in our lives the things we want. We just, uh, we're just so regular that we manifest the things we're afraid of more than the things we want, which is something I'm always saying. Don't focus on what you hate or that person that broke your heart. Everybody has a person that broke their heart. Everybody has somebody that they love that didn't love them back. Everybody. And if they don't tell you, they're lying. Everybody has loved someone that didn't love them back. Everybody's had their heart broken. Everybody's had their heart set on something and didn't get it. You know, and don't focus on it. You've got to cut down the refractory time of how angry and upset and frustrated you get about the things that don't go your way. And you will change your life. Instead of focusing on all the things that aren't going the way you want them to go, focus on all the things that are going the way you want them to go. And the more you focus on that, the more things will start to go your way because you're seeing that. You know, so that's my moral of the story. Don't. Don't feel like you got to rush out and watch Sphere unless you just want to watch the whole thing. But definitely, if you get a chance to watch the last 30 minutes, I think that that's a powerful message. And it was really the only redemptive thing for me as a screenwriter and filmmaker about the film. And no disrespect to anybody, I just felt like they missed the mark of what it could have been uh, trying to be something that it wasn't, which is scary. And it, which is the whole point of the movie, like... Stop focusing on fear and focus on magic. Instead, they focused on the fear, trying to scare people. Um, 
And no disrespect to any of the filmmakers involved. I just felt like, you know, I'm glad I stuck it all the way out through the end to the end or I would have missed the beautiful message. Um, yeah, and maybe that's the moral of the story. <laughs> maybe that's how I'll feel at the end of my life. I'm glad I stuck it out all the way to the end or I would have missed the beautiful message. Yeah, I hope you have a great day. I know we covered a lot of territory today. Um, but, you know, when I get passionate about something, which is almost that's pretty much my wheelhouse, uh, I want to share it with you guys. So, yeah, keep pushing, keep focusing, make your dreams come true, set goals that you can attain, break it down into like, this is what I'm going to do this week. This is what I'm going to do in a month. This is what I'm going to do by the end of the year. Set those goals and then focus on how you'll feel when you're successful. Don't focus on all the things you think you need or you got to get or people who you can't trust. Don't that's that's wrong. Don't do that. That's unhealthy. It's not going to lead to your success. Focus on the positive. Be relentless. Be relentlessly positive. And watch it all unfold. Watch you draw the things you desire to you. The same way you draw the things you don't want to you, stop doing that. Draw the things you desire into your life and you will manifest your business, your love life, the whatever it is you want to improve and change. You can do it. You have that power. The, the key is people have told you you don't. And when people feel powerless, you can control them. Think about that. <laughs>